Hi, welcome to the Sage Real Stories podcast, where we are hearing from real women who have a story to share. As women, we face many different challenges as we navigate through this thing called life. But no matter what it is, someone has been there, has been through those woods and charted a path. Hearing these stories can be so valuable. They can inspire us, empower, make us feel like we aren't alone. And we can connect in a special way through these shared life experiences. At Sage, we're taking it one step farther and we are connecting you with that woman who has the story you need to hear. To have a conversation where you can ask questions and have a mutually meaningful connection. All of the sages on our platform and podcast series are open to having that connection with you. If there is a speaker you hear on this podcast series that resonates with you, email hello at sagelink.com and we will connect you. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this sage real story. Audrey uh, was introduced to me from a wonderful SAGE member, Mary, who's on tonight. And Audrey has um, had a, a divorce journey and is, is also giving back to women and sharing her experiences um, and, and has set up a actually an organization surrounding helping women navigate through this difficult issue. And so I am so inspired by Audrey and I'm really, really so grateful for her to be on this event tonight sharing. Thank you so much, Rachel, for sharing your story and Linda for inviting me here. I think as I share this story, I, I purpose to do some things. I purpose to um, give hope and I purpose to be seen and invite you to be seen if you are walking your own divorce journey. And I also purpose to name some complexity of divorce and the layers that happen um, as we face. For some, uh, divorce can be an identity crisis. Um, For some, it can be a family crisis. Um, And it can also involve faith and it can also have trauma involved with it as well. So it can be a very complex um, experience for people, depending on what they have experienced growing up in their homes or maybe the faith community that they're in, um, or even just the social pressures that are out there that they have, um, that they have in their worldview. And so we all lean into those differently. But I want ultimately, as I share my story to help me and to help anyone Uh, going through this or coming alongside someone is to grow in acceptance. I really do believe that acceptance um, is ushers in grace and freedom. And I would say that judgment ushers in shame and defeat, and it will have you be stuck. And so that is one, those are the things that I have learned in my journey. And um, I, I give you permission to not judge yourself. And I give you permission to not judge others that you can just lay that aside and, um, and just to, um, to learn and and learn to accept what is there. So I, um, I was married for 16 years. I was in a Christian marriage. (laughs) I say that in quotation marks, because if you 
get married um, and in the Christian faith, there's this belief that um, you would stay married for the rest of your life, that your partner would be your partner till death. And so um, there's an identity in the church for uh, women to remain married and that their identity sometimes gets stuck in being married and, um, and stuck uh, to their husband. And there's a patriarchal experience that happens in the faith community. And um, at least that was my experience. And so I was working outside my home. I had two girls and at the time they were three years old and five years old. And um, my husband came to me and said, I, I no longer want to be married. And um, I wasn't quite sure what to do with that. And I didn't want to give up on a marriage. I then learned that the reason for his wanting a divorce was because he was seeing someone else and he had chosen to start a relationship with someone else and hide it from me. And um, it was very traumatic um, to be holding space um, for my children and to have someone um, choosing to be um, deceptive and not um, open with, with their choices. And so it took us from the time that he told me that he wanted a divorce, it took me, um, it took us two years. It was a traumatic experience for me um, to go through. And it was, I think what made it hard was um, I was in a faith community that while they were um, suggesting that, you know, he had made these choices and I could walk away from it. There was still my parents, my um, my ex-husband's parents, we were, we are close. I didn't lose my in-laws. Um, they were all praying for the marriage to be reconciled. And that, like, that's, like, that's the miracle everyone's praying for is this reconciliation and these things to turn around. And what happens if it doesn't? Does that mean there's something wrong with me? And did I not pray hard enough or did I not do the right things? And my children were really struggling and didn't understand why um, their dad wasn't there. And, and, and to some degree, I didn't understand either. <laughs> um, I had, fortunately, some people who came alongside me, but what the reason why I do the work that I do is because the women that came alongside me while they had great compassion for me could never really hold my story and the pain that I was feeling because they were married women who were purposing to um, love me where I was and carry my burden, but they just didn't understand the ripping apart that was happening deep down inside of me. I didn't understand those pieces of what was happening until um, after my divorce was complete and um, began leaning into spiritual formation and understanding that a lot of the um, tension and pain and um, trauma that I was experiencing was from a worldview that God hated divorce and that 
if I divorced that I uh, would be doing like it was an outcast. And that's what I experienced in the church really is while I showed up and people were there, there was still this um, at arm's length. People didn't know how to talk to me. People um, would make small talk, but it was just, they, it, it missed, <laughs> I guess is the best way to say it. I do the work I do so that women um, who are going through their own divorce journey, whether um, they want it or not, it is painful. Whether they are pro-divorce or whether or not they're fighting for their marriage, it is painful on both sides. And it's really not my, um, I, I don't purpose to say they need to reconcile their marriage or they need to get divorced. I don't stand in, in a flag that says what that needs to be, but I do believe that you will know when you know. And I believe that um, your journey is worth every tear you cry. <laughs> you are valuable and um, you have a voice in it, even if maybe your voice isn't being heard in the way um, that you need it to be. And so that's what Saturated Grace is about. The form Saturated Grace as a place for women to be involved in small groups where we um, look at, um, we start by looking at our worldview, really, to understand what is underneath, what is causing the tension that's happening, and to give you support, a place to be heard and known, and that your journey is for you to learn to trust yourself and trust the spirit within you, whatever faith that is, whatever that, um, it doesn't have to be a Christian worldview, but we purpose just to provide healing and hope, uh, a pathway to overcome um, the trauma that is there and um, to speak to those things and name them. Through those groups, there's also um, opportunity to be with other divorced women or other women going through other hard, just hard life events and they need that support. And then I also offer coaching or spiritual direction, one or the other. Sometimes people need more individual coaching that says I need some more direction as to what are the next steps I need to be considering. Divorce is complex because it deals not only on an emotional, emotional, social, physical level, right? But you also have the dynamics of splitting a household and you know, who gets the house and the legal side of it and all those different layers that come with it as well. And making those decisions for yourself can feel very overwhelming um, because we don't know what it's going to look like on the other side. We hope and know that we're doing the best we can. And, um, and that's what I've learned, I guess, is that grace is sufficient, whether you stay in your marriage or whether you divorce, that you will be loved no matter what. And you will not, you are not alone. And so um, that's why I'm here. Amazing. I thank you so much, Audrey. And I think that I love uh, that there's a contrast between Rachel's story and Audrey's story. You know, I think Audrey, it sounds like it was a little bit less of an amicable, peaceful divorce. And, and so I want to open up the question and answers for Audrey by asking, what was it like to face the 
you know, the kind of the, the resentment component and, and was there any resentment and the kind of the tension um, with actually splitting and, and touch upon things like what, what ways can women heading into this prepare for that as well as some of those other legal issues, which if it's not a very amicable divorce, you may face. That is a great question. Um, and I would say that it takes time. <laughs> and I think not only time, but I think it also takes people around you that are speaking positive truth into who you are and believe for the best in you. Um, as women, um, or as me as a woman, I was, I was stepping into um, being a mother and I was stepping into taking care of myself. Here I had an expectation that my ex-husband would be the protector of me and would take care of me, right? I, and I don't know where I put that, how I put that expectation on him. It just had happened in the experience. And so I had to come to a place that I knew that I needed to rely on, on experts to help me navigate that well and to help me stay focused on staying away from the drama. And what I mean by that is people easily want to point blame and point fingers and um, they love to get stirred up in the story, like, because we start to want to know, right? <laughs> we all want to be like, what did she not do? Or what are the biggest types of things? Or, oh, we start to judge that person. And so I think the way that I leaned into it was having the people around me that kept me focused on taking care of myself. That also reminded me who I was um, and how loved I was and that God loved me and he was for me, that the circumstances didn't dictate the value of me. Most people going through a divorce that isn't amicable and maybe even when it is amicable, it's so emotionally stressful that a lot of people lose their jobs because they can't do everything. They're, they're, they're being pulled on so many different levels. And so you're more tired and you don't even understand why, <laughs> like getting out of bed. You don't understand why getting out of bed is so hard. And so you beat yourself up about that. And so those were the things that I learned, learning how not to judge myself for those things and giving myself permission to be like, today, I, I have to call in sick today. And that's just the way it is. That's the only way I'm going to survive. Um, and then having a, a lawyer who said, this is the path we're going to take. And this is the way it's going to be. And I needed someone to just do that for me. So I didn't have to, because um, I wasn't in a position to, I parallel parent, which is very different. Not many people would know that we can still be in a room together, but we parallel parent. It's very hard um, to parallel parent um, with kids. And so you're making decisions in a way that are different um, than a co-parenting experience. One just clarifying question to what all the amazing information you just said. If, you know, lining up a lawyer to set a path for you, um, we are going to be having a workshop on more logistical um, components of the divorce journey. But, you know, was it, do you think women are able to find uh, affordable legal help? And if so, where could they look? Oh, it's so hard. I would say affordable legal help is probably the hardest thing that women navigate. Um, and 
I don't know. I know the statistics are, I think they're getting more and more skewed um, that are more favorable for women who are working out of their homes. So a lot of the statistics show that women who were getting divorced because they weren't working outside of their home really were going to suffer um, financially from a divorce. And so a lot of people chose not to divorce because they didn't have skills to fall, fall back on and um, so forth. And um, they couldn't imagine living in that experience, right? How do I become um, the primary decision maker? So that is changing as women have been more in the workforce and have more skills to pull from. Affordable um, uh, legal counsel is so, it's, I would say it's a by state, by country, depending on, you know, you have a global network here, Linda. So it really just depends on what resources are available. I'm out in Oregon. Word of mouth was the thing that we used a lot. And I know that women's services are improving. That's another thing in our area where women's services are becoming more and more accessible. And they're believing more stories. And I think that those are added components for women to get the advocates that they need. When a woman said that a man was manipulative or was doing this type of abuse, that would be dismissed years ago. I mean, and I, I would say that's still happening today, but more and more that's not happening. And so, um, which is a, a huge improvement um, on our system overall. I have one question from the audience for Audrey. In the work you do, how do you sense joining in other women's experiences help you helps you each heal collectively in your meetings? Yeah, that's a really great question. When you're going through a divorce, um, potentially you lose a lot of relationships. You start to pull back being seen or being intimate you actually need that social engagement to um, heal. So one of the one important thing to know is is that to receive compassion or to be compassionate, um, you have to be learn to be compassionate with yourself first. If you can't be compassionate with yourself, you can't give it away. Through these groups, you learn to have um, acceptance and compassion for yourself. You allow yourself to be seen. It's a lifelong journey, but it's got to start somewhere. And so it starts with being seen. I love that concept, particularly of going through something with other people who are all going through it together. You have compassion for them and that can help you have compassion for yourself. I had something to say to Audrey. My experience, like, is almost exactly like yours, um, right from the start to the finish, parallel um, parenting, not co-parenting, everything. And what hit a chord with me is how you said it was very traumatic and painful. And it brought tears to my eyes. I wish then I had a support group like you have now. And I think that's a very great thing that you're doing to have that support for other women and like uh, Linda said shared experiences will show you compassion I like what you said compassion for yourself because you're feeling compassion for others I think that's a great thing what you're doing
I do the work I do because of that. Like I wish I had someone who would have been there for the longer journey. Thank you, Audrey, just for going in and talking about your, just how that went with the church and your faith, because I feel like so much of the time we hear about how people rely on their faith or their church to get through these really hard times. And I think it's also really powerful hearing how you had to adjust and find a different support system when that didn't come through for you. I think a big part of the guilt and stigma that women face surrounding divorce has to do with religious beliefs. And I think it's something that really can paralyze uh, someone. I'm so grateful to the speakers who come forward and share their stories because I think it is so valuable to hear these these women speak of how they've gotten through really sometimes very difficult issues and have come out the other side and that we're not alone in what we're going through. And it's in line with the mission of our, our platform, which is a digital platform where you can go and actually match for a conversation with a woman on hundreds of topics. And this is one of them where you can connect with someone who's going through this or whatever it is that life brings you. I hope you enjoyed this Sage Real story. Remember, if you would like to connect with the speaker you heard for a conversation, to ask any questions, and just connect, email hello at sagelink.com.